This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, this is Delfina Correa from Be Made Whole, certified with the Maxwell Leadership Team, and we exist to lead powerful, positive change through values-based leadership and people development. Uh, last week, we started a topic on dating. Uh, we're talking about developing our teenagers, and today I have with me uh, Danny Carmichael Green. He's um, uh, he was with us last week, and we're continuing this interesting topic. And uh, Danny is, uh, he was a high school teacher before being called to serve as a pastor at the Bay Christian Family Church. And he is now the dean of the Bible College and operations manager at the church. And he has been married for 33 years and has raised three sons. And he has a passion for young people and he focuses strongly on godly relationships. Now, Danny, uh, we started talking about dating last week, we spoke about the world's way and we, uh, we all the problems and the dangers of worldly dating. And then we touched on a better way, which is what we want to jump into today, uh, courting. Uh, how do we as parents prepare our teenagers for courting rather than dating? What can we do? Uh, speak to the parents of the children uh, who now don't know how to prepare their children all right so obviously Delphina again once I'm not trying to to tell parents how to raise their children because ultimately every parent was given their own children That's right. um, by God on behalf of God to uh, to raise in the knowledge of God right um, I'm trying to do is help parents today to understand that there are a lot of dangers involved in simply following the pattern mm. that the world prescribes, that your children are going to be fed uh, every single day from the time they start going to pre-primary. And so I always want to remind parents to start with Proverbs 22, verse 6, where it encourages us to train up a child in the way that he or mm. she should go, so that when he's older, he will not depart from it. She will not depart from it. So when I realized that I wasn't happy with what was happening to my first son, the, the pressures, it was cute. It was nice. But I also saw that it came with inherent dangers because of the, the feeling of rejection and the struggles that go with I don't fit in with that group and I don't fit in with this group. Um, how they change the child and how they affect the way that your children think. And I went back and God reminded me of the scripture, train up a child, train up a child. It's not yet talking about young people. So we start really young mm. and I get to those who, for instance, have already got teenagers and now sitting in the middle of this uh, storm. But mm. if you are, listening and you have young children, we should start talking to them right away about the fact that they are God's children. Mm. You know, Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, yeah. before you were formed. So we understand that our children come from God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 139 that God already has a plan for us. Mm. He's designed us with this plan in mind. 
And we know that our God is not a confused God. Mm, He's, right. He doesn't have us jumping around from one thing to another. He knows the plan he has for us. And he is ordering our footsteps to, to bring us to this plan. And relationships are what God designs us mm. for. Mm. We are designed to live in relationship. Our God is a relationship God. And he is the one that calls us to love others. And so from a very young age, we need to be helping our children to understand that the, the difference between love and love and and like and and the and the desire to be with people and to have fun with people mm. and to interact with people right. and to feel special without giving away your heart. So we have to help them temper the way they speak, the way they think about people, the way they think about themselves. And we you can't really wait until they're teenagers because by the time they get to teenagers, eight, nine, and ten already we find young people start seeing themselves differently. Mm-hmm. They're no longer really dependent upon mom and dad. I always say to us that when when our children are young, it's, it's our greatest opportunity to start to form and direct them because they think everything we say is correct. Yeah. <laughs> by the time they go to school for two years, they think everything the teacher says is correct. <laughs> and by that stage, you know, we start losing our ability to, mm. to direct them. So we've got to start from a young age. I would sit my young boys down and I would say to them, understand that you come from God. God has designed you with a purpose. And mom and dad are here to help you find that purpose and to walk with you on that road. Mm. And and I would begin to counsel them about who what love is. Mm. You know, and, and obviously modeling it in a home mm. is important so that they can see the joys of being in a happy relationship. And the joy of, of being with somebody that you're still dating, you know, that I, I can actually show my boys that mom and I still date. You know, it's, mm. it's not that dating is only for young people. And and so it build a vision for them mm. around what the, the goodness of what God has prepared for them. And that the time is coming when they will be able to unwrap that, but they mustn't unwrap it too soon. Mm. That's basically this, this design that God has for them has to evolve at God's pace, not at, at a forced pace. You know, the interesting thing, Ephesians 6 tells us that fathers are not to provoke their children to wrath. Well, no. We do that when we try too late to to now constrain them and to to force them in directions. But it says, but rather bring them up in the training of the Lord. So it's a it's a process, Delphina. It mm. really is a process where we we start young, we we help them correct their speech, and we say to them, there is a day coming when you're going to want to spend more time with somebody who's a in, in my case it was girls. You're going to want to understand that you're going to think that girls are pretty, mm. that you're going to to like to to spend time talking to them, and you know you're you're gonna look at each other, and and I used to say to them, you know, when the girl is smacking you and pinching you, understand she's trying to tell you that she likes you, um, and she just doesn't know how to communicate it because you're not old enough yet. But 
let's not retaliate. Let's look at how you can spend time playing with and and in and, and interacting with them without talking about dating. Mm. You, you're not my friend. You're not my girlfriend. We're going to, we're just going to be friends and we're going to spend time together. And it takes so much um, dedication from us as parents that we watch that process. We watch it very, very carefully. We're talking to them about their feelings. We're talking to them about what they're saying uh, and how they're interacting. And it's very difficult. So and it often because stuff happens at school that you're never aware of. And they interact with other people that are telling them this is what you should be doing. And I have had the opportunity to be called in and said, you know, your sons are moving in the wrong direction, um, mm. and they've done this and they've that. And, and hey, it happens. Yeah. And as parents, we've got to keep working and keep training. Training is not something that happens occasionally. Training is a consistent process. Mm. So I trained in this concept of. You will have, you can have friends, you can have friends, but dating is not for now. Dating is for when you're old enough to understand what you're committing to. Yeah. So you have to break up with somebody you're not in an exclusive relationship mm-hmm. with. You you never have somebody dump you because you were never in an exclusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You are interacting. You are that courting concept. You are there with them with other people around you all the time. Yes. And as parents, we can watch those interactions. Mm. We become the boundaries. And, you know, we talk to the parents of those that when we're not there, that they are going to be watching that. And we afterwards we go and we ask them, how did it go and how did they behave? And it's not because I'm looking to to fight with anybody when I come home, but so that I can continue training yeah. and, and saying, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you interact. Wow. And we try and encourage them because with courting, one of the boundaries, of course, is the physical. Yeah. That you're watching the fact that we don't commit ourselves to the physical interaction because dating is imply with it comes the concept that if we're exclusive, we're going to hold hands. Mm. If we're exclusive, we're going to kiss. And as they become, you know, the you, you leave this relationship, you move to the next relationship, and that person has gone further than holding hands and kissing. Yeah. And now they, in, they train you in what they know. Mm. And now you know more. And when you're moving to the next relationship, oh. you pick it up from the more and you yes. move towards the next level because yeah. young people are almost programmed to look for the next level. Yeah. Well, to, it's to, normal. To go beyond yeah. where they are. It's kind of normal if you think of it. If I think of myself when I was in high school, um, I liked all the boys, but the minute they showed any interest, I would hit the brakes, boy. Friends, let's just stay friends. It was so funny. All that um, enthusiasm until something happens. And but you know, it's normal. It's normal for a teenager to be to show interest. Like you're saying, yes. there's nothing. They're not. They're not bad kids for doing that. It's normal. And that whole progression, it's uh, it's they're busy growing up. In in fact, emotionally and physically, they're progressing at quite a rate in their teenage years. So they, they're going from a child to an adult. So progression is kind of part of their everyday life. So now they're applying it to something that should not actually be progressing at this point. 
and they don't know how to separate it. They don't know how to say, okay, this can't progress. Only that must progress. You know, like my physical growth and my uh, learning and, you know, emotional growth, that should be progressing. But relationships, I can't be allowing those to progress. And uh, it's normal for them not to know. Uh, we've got to help them to say, okay, wait, now that's something that you can't progress with now. Um, yes. Yeah, and you said... No, and, and Yes. If they know that you love them, if mm. they know that you care about them, and, and look, that's that's part of the whole training process mm. because it doesn't mean to say we're going to agree with each other. Um, teenagers have a mind of their own. One of the things yeah. that I find most exciting is talking to a young teenager because um, I've learned not to be fearful mm. of the fact that their thinking is different to mine. Yeah. Because ultimately, as you said, they are progressing. They're always looking at things from a slightly different angle. Um, yes, some of them are looking to take chances. Mm -hmm. Some of them want to have their own way. They're learning how to um, negotiate. They're learning how to, to get you to agree with them so that they can <laughs> achieve what they want to achieve. But they're not just doing it with us as parents. They're mm -hmm. doing it with each other, mm -hmm. and they're doing it in – as, as a whole. So they have taught these skills. Yeah. And we need to not be fearful of holding boundaries, mm. holding boundaries for them to get to later on. Mm. Because all we allow them the boundaries, the more we give them a safe space to grow in the areas that they are not ready for yet. Yeah. Now, I, I always share this, and, and I know people sometimes think this is strange, um, but my oldest son is now 29 years of age. He's married. Um, he has, as I say, he has my first grandson, his first son. But he only started dating when he was 18 because we spoke about it when he was very, very young, and we always just said we came to the agreements that there would be a time to date. He could. He had lots of friends, young ladies that he he visited with, and they visited with them with him. But always within those boundaries of mm. this is this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. This is how many um, other people have to be around you when you're in those environments. And yet, when he started dating, I thank God the the young lady he started dating is the is the woman he married. Wow. And then I have a, a second son who's, who's 25 years of age, um, and he only started dating well, maybe four years ago because ultimately when we direct them to be involved in the things that they're really passionate about, the sport, the school, the friends, they, there are so many other things that can occupy their, their minds, and, and it gave them the space. And when – he met this young lady and they started dating and they're engaged now. So mm -hmm. I have seen twice that the pattern of helping them with boundaries, mm -hmm. that this is how you can interact. This is safe for you. This is what, mm -hmm. what keeps you um, within the area of, how do we put it? You, you don't go before God thinking, God, I've done wrong. Mm. And, and I, I need, need to fix up because that's the other part that dating gets us into. Mm. We, we inherently know when we've overstepped certain yeah. boundaries that God wants us to, 
to stay with him. And that chain that the enemy so easily brings into our relationship as a young person with God, that begins to corrupt that relationship. And we, we're fighting that battle, not just with ourselves, it's with our relationship with God, it's our relationship with parents, and then it's this cycle of rejection. It's just so much emotion, so complex, that they do need that safe space. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's true. It's uh, I remember in high school, uh, I had friends who had boyfriends, and every now and then something was happening, and that whole roller coaster, emotional roller coaster. It, it's I would I don't know if uh, if this is right. It's too complicated for a teenager. <laughs> you got your schoolwork to think about, and and I never had any of those problems because um I was too scared of getting involved. I would hit the brakes, and I was single, so I was always um. Happy all the time, you know, always having fun. I had no emotional roller coaster issues with relationships, but I saw my friends go through that. And sometimes, you know, you're writing exams and then you're breaking up with your boyfriend and and all that emotion, it it makes life so complicated for someone whose life shouldn't be that complicated at that age. The focus should be on the schoolwork. But something that comes to me, uh, Danny, uh, very powerfully while you're talking is this thing of ongoing um the ongoing nature of our involvement. Uh, You've yeah. got to be an active parent and the, the modeling, uh, showing them how it should look. If we look at our kids, if we want our kids to aspire to committed marriage, not this thing of, you know, I can just throw you away and get someone else, you know, marry this one, get divorced, marry the next one. If For them not to get into that cycle of just moving from one relationship to the other, how can yeah. how can we make committed marriage something that our kids really will aim for in life that they don't have to have all this roller coaster emotion that they deal with? Uh, I like to go back often to the tenets of the Old Testament. You know, in Deuteronomy mm. chapter eleven, he talks about always speaking about the things that God has done for mm. you sharing that. He says, you shall teach them to your children, speaking to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. And you look at that scripture and you and you look at how much connection he is expecting mm. parents to have with children. Yeah. It's not just in your house. It's when you're when you're outside, when you're when you're doing stuff together, when when you're active together. And so it does require us as parents to prioritize family life. Mm. Because in that family life where we are doing things together, you know, as I said, I've, I've got boys, okay? And the language of boys can often, when, they, when they're at primary school, they, they, are, they can often speak a hind leg of a donkey. But they get to a certain age, and it's normally around about 8, 9, 10, where they start talking to you in grunts. And by the time they get to teenager, you get a yip and a yah and a fine, and it's a good. And you almost have to determine to be in their space when they are ready to talk. Mm. So you create the opportunities where you are doing things together so that they will talk to you in those moments. Mm. Um, so, yes, that's where the modeling comes in. It comes from, 
I have a relationship with a, with a woman that I, I really love. We have a wonderful marriage. My boys will see us laughing and teasing. They will see us going out and dating. They will see us holding hands. They will know that this is a good marriage. This is something to aspire mm. to. And they, they've also been in the homes of, of other marriages, and they go, Dad, I'm so happy I can come home. My home is a happy home. Mm. Um, and yes, when we talk, if you talk about relationships and talk about sex or anything like that, they clam up. Uh, it becomes, you know, like pulling teeth at a dentist's place. <laughs> it, it is difficult. So you have to make it part of the normal interaction that you're doing. You've created the opportunity for it. And it often comes for me out of sharing we are where we are because God has directed us to this point. Mm. God had a plan for us. You are our children because he planned to put you in our, in our lives. Mm. He knew that this is the best place for you. He has a purpose for you. You are wonderfully made. You are, you, you're going to be successful. Um, and once you start talking in the positive mm. with your children, I always think that this is so important. When we don't spend all our time trying to govern them, but we're speaking to them in the positive about the future and who God is, and we, we're speaking to them about the blessings of God, that they become more enthusiastic about talking about how to get there and, mm. and what things to do and, and how to avoid the traps that are coming. And I've, I'm always amazed to see how when that opportunity opens that they will talk and in that I can share I, I shared out of some of the dangers that I had what it's like to actually to to feel rejected mm -hmm. to feel that you've lost that which is so important to you that you actually don't even want to go back to school tomorrow because you're going to have to face the people they're going to ask you so many questions about it and you don't have any answers and you know you, you see the person that rejected you at the next event and they now are somebody else and yeah. the feelings of anger and, and, and uh, the conflict that comes up with inside you just grows. And now you've got to go and call yourself a Christian and you want to pray, but you don't believe that God hears you because if he hears you, then how could he let this sort of thing happen? Mm. And it's so, so much conflict. Yeah. And, and I was able to share with them my process and, mm. and and let them know that the boundaries that I was asking them to walk in were not because I'm just dad, but because I love you and I know that God has a plan for you. Mm. And when you get to that place and you see what God has planned for you, you're going to rejoice and you're going to have a life that is that, that is everything you wanted and believe God for. Yeah. You know, while you were talking, Danny, I made some notes and I want to give that to the listeners as we wrap it up today. Uh, for the parents, um, that last question about how we can make a, a committed marriage something that our children aspire to. I took um, six points, key points, and I want to say this. I want to repeat it for the listeners, for those who really want to have something that they can do, give them something that will help them. Uh, with their children, uh, with their teenagers. Uh, the first one was to prioritize family time. And then you spoke about uh, 
using the time that you have together. It's almost like strategizing uh, if, if we have this time and, and, you know, bring in the conversation to, uh, you know, on those those these kind of conversations into the time you got to you got to kind of be a bit strategic with that. I picked up then creating mm-hmm. the opportunity for interaction and yeah. showing them how love looks in the marriage by yeah. doing those things in front of them as a couple and yeah. um, speaking positively about the future. That's also really a big one that it makes them feel hopeful. And then also bringing the Lord into the conversations. And uh, I think when we share what the Lord has done for us, our our children, you know, it helps them to believe that the Lord can be with them as well in their difficulties. Because, you know, marriage is not going to be, you know, just walking into the sunset. There will be challenges. But I think it helps him to prepare better for those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, thank you so much. This has been so insightful. Thank you for the time you've given us again. Um, For the listeners, there is a part one, which was last week. Uh, This recording will come up on my podcast uh, within about two or three days after it has been aired. So if you missed anything and you wanted to make notes, you can get it on the podcast. And if you go to bemadewhole.co.za on my website, there you will find all the recordings of any of the radio um, slots that have been aired. Danny, thank you so much. Uh, I trust the listeners have got a lot of food for thought. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we will see everybody again next week. Thank you. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.